When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. One of my biggest takeaways from the preseason opener, 23-17 victory over the Titans, was that Ryan Poles made a commitment, and I, I think he, every general manager would based on what he was inheriting, but this is a roster that is more athletic, it is more explosive, and it just looks like they have a lot more football players. They are definitely have an upgrade in talent and athleticism. And the more guys you get that look the part and can be, uh, can, can be examples of that, the better. And that, to me, was one of the biggest things we saw on Saturday. The Bears' physical football team, pretty athletic as well. Look, we always put the fine print around the preseason games and say, take it with a grain of salt, understand what the competition level that each unit is playing against when they're actually on the field. But there was certainly a level of competence on the field and a level of, uh, to your point, explosion and, and, and playmaking that was uh, few and far between in 2022. And so you hope there is some carryover to this. You hope that there are ways to get some of these results to translate into the regular season. You and I both know, having covered this league for as long as we have, that there's a lot of fool's gold in the preseason and a lot of uh, easy hooks to bite and, and, and bait to take to be like, this is a sign of, and then you get four months down the road and you go, that wasn't a sign of anything. It was just a, a game in August that happened to go a certain direction. But there were positives on Saturday against the Titans. You mentioned it on Twitter. Matt Eberflus now has more wins in the preseason as a head coach than he does in the regular season as, as a head coach. 4-0 uh, in the preseason as a coach. And, and, and when you're able to walk out of a building with a victory, you always feel a little bit better. You always feel like there's things that, that contributed to that victory, and there were. Clearly, on both sides of the ball, first-team offense exploding for 14 points in their first two drives. And then the defense as a whole for the entire day, getting those eight sacks, 11 quarterback hits, three forced fumbles, and two interceptions. That's a nice day for the hits principle. We'll get to the offense in a moment because I know people are wondering what you thought about Justin Fields and the progress he made. But let's stick with yeah. the defense as we're talking about linebackers and transitioning into that front seven and the waves of defensive linemen that the Bears want to throw at opposing offenses. Eight sacks is a lot. And you saw some guys who uh, really names that we're learning for the first time, rookies who are making an impact, a couple rookie defensive tackles that had sacks overall. When you talk about the eight sacks, what's that a biggest product of? Because the Bears haven't had eight sacks in a preseason game in five years, and they haven't had eight sacks in a regular season game since 2005. So when you have eight sacks for a team that had 20 last year in the regular season, it makes an, it makes an impression. You know how many sacks they've had since their last victory in the regular season? Uh, their last victory was October 24th, 2022. I, I don't know that. Eight. 
Eight, the same number in the 10-game losing streak. They had eight sacks, and they had eight in the preseason opener against the Titans on Saturday. So that puts it into context a little bit for how uh, rare we saw the quarterback on the ground. For me, um, one of the interpretations of it was just how relentless those guys played as an entire group on Saturday. You saw Travis Gibson's sack. That was a hustle sack, right? He gets around the edge, doesn't necessarily get the quarterback where his his rush point was, but then stays with the play and gets Will Levis uh, at the line of scrimmage. And, and, and does what you want, hustle, intensity, you know, go after the ball. Terrell Lewis gets a strip sack uh, and, and shows you the ability to not only go after the quarterback but to attack the football, which is a big deal for Matt Eberflus and Allen Williams. You just saw consistently all day the Zach Pickens sack early in the game, such a promising sign for a rookie who just needs to feel some positive momentum in game action to get that, you know, you know how it is for rookies, that, that, that feeling of, yes, I belong, yes, this works, yes, I can have success doing A, B, and C. And so you had, you know, just a whole pileup of that, that type of thing throughout the afternoon on Saturday. And you hope that when they got back into the meetings, those things were illuminated, they were celebrated, they were showed, and then they carry over to crossover practices in Indy, the game at Lucas Oil Stadium, and on we march. Travis Bell, also the seventh-round draft pick from Kennesaw State, had a sack and made a good impression. Uh, you mentioned Zach Pickens. Those are kind of the kind of plays where you look at and, it's it's like boy, you know this. Ryan Poles had a good day because his draft picks made a good first impression, <laughs> and you weigh that against the way I think that Tre- Travis Gibson's day was almost perceived. Like, oh yeah, you know what? Uh, he had a good day, but he's making two point seven million, and I don't know if they can keep him. What is the difference, and what do you expect? Because Gibson, to the point, I, I give him credit because he was demoted, and he was you know, had a coming off a really difficult season. And he, you know, when they released a depth chart, when I was out of town and you guys may have discussed this last week, you had, where was his name? It was like buried fifth on the chart. Way over here. Yeah. No, seventh defensive end on the list. They, that motivated him. He responded to that. So I want to be, I mean, I'm almost like, I think the Bears should be as fired up about Travis Gibson having a day as they should be with, with Pickens and Bell and the guys that did come through because yes, he could be expensive, but you know what? There's no better thing on a on an NFL roster than a motivated player. And Travis Gibson, I think, reported to camp pretty highly motivated. No, that's a great point that, that, that there is something that you have to weigh as a front office when you see what's at, what's at stake for player X in this year. For Travis Gibson, everything's at stake. He's fighting for a job right now. He's fighting for his next job after this, you know, the next contract and what he can get when his rookie deal expires for, you know, Gibson, I thought was going to be a guy that was going to have to seize opportunities when preseason games occurred. Well, check one for one against the Titans. Now you get Indy, you get Buffalo after that, and you hope you continue to climb that escalator. We're just two years removed from him having seven sacks and five forced fumbles, which is a big deal because it shows ball production and ability to to make those game-changing plays. Well, now you're, you're, you're on a list where you're, you're two free agent signings, Unique Ngakwe and Demarcus Walker are in the starting lineup. You're talking about Dominique Robinson, a draft pick of, of the current regime. You're talking about Rasheem Green. You're talking about Terrell Lewis. You're talking about DeAnthony Jones uh, on that depth chart as well. And then Travis Gibson's name shows up. And so he's just going to have to continue to stay the case and stay the case and stay the case. And he's also fighting this, this existence that so many guys in the league in August are fighting, which is if, if not here, then somewhere, right? So let me put enough on tape so that somewhere along the line, if I get cut by the Bears, somebody else says, that's a guy we want to take a, a gamble on because he has had production in the NFL before and you know that it's in there somewhere. You mentioned a couple guys like Green and like uh, the Anthony Jones and names that are you know becoming familiar with. Travis Gibson has experience. Does that become 
an asset or a liability because of what comes with that experience is obviously the salary in your mind when they're making 53-man roster decisions. I don't know. I really don't know how this regime looks at it. You know, I, I obviously you don't have the attachment when you have a player that was drafted by the previous regime. And so there isn't the, the emotional feelings, which is part of the advantage that Ryan Poles came in with. He could look at the roster through sober eyes and he, he will in this case as well, um, because there's nothing at stake for him if, if a, a, another Ryan Pace draft pick goes out the door. But I, I think you want to find, particularly at a position that we've talked about for five months, has needed teeth. You want to find as much teeth as you can find, right? As many teeth as you can find to that pass rush. And so you got to figure that out and, and, and figure out what it looks like and figure out how guys respond to challenges. Terrell Lewis is a guy who flashed during the offseason and then flashed again on Saturday. Two more sacks, yep. uh, you know, a strip sack is one of them. And so you say, man, this is a dude with those athletic traits that look really good in this defense and, and could very easily stay to claim for one of those backup defensive end uh, positions. And, and on you go from there to ch- – ch- to figure out what the entirety of the roster looks like. And, and the good news for you and I is we're, we're, you know, we're two weeks away from the, the initial 53 being set. So we're getting closer and closer to, to, to some of these questions having answers. To me, the biggest takeaway from a defensive standpoint was the fact that Tyreek Stevenson looked the part as much as he did because yeah. I think of all the things that you are looking for it's in the preseason openers that what is going to be a factor when the games start to count? What is going to be translatable in week one. And to me, Tyreek Stevenson as a starting cornerback is something that, boy, you have to feel pretty good about if you are the Bears, especially if you are look at, you know, he was in camp in a pretty good positional battle with, with Terrell Smith, and then Smith got hurt. And you look at Tyreek Stevenson as physical as he was, the way he recovered after an early mishap, the first right. play, he kind of had a missed assignment, lost lost track, and got beat. And then he rebounded by leading the team in tackles. Dan, I think Tyreek Stevenson, small sample size, first impression, but boy, he looks the part. Well, your first impression from that game Saturday has been my impression through the spring and, and training camp. Because, uh, I, again, the, the dude has a mindset where he knows he belongs. I had a really fun conversation with him last week at Hellas Hall one-on-one where he was saying that his mom and sister had been spending too much time on social media and had Bears fans and, and others talking about how he was, uh, you know, overmatched. He's getting beat DJ Moore in, in viral highlights. He's getting beat by Chase Claypool in viral highlights. And he just had to say, mom, sis, like, I'm good. Like, I'm all good. Like, just stay off social media. I'm going to be fine. I know I belong on this level. And it's just about kind of learning as we go. To see him make some of those plays, you mentioned the first play of the game. You give up a 30-yard reception because you have an eye discipline error. And you say, okay, how's a rookie corner going to respond to that? Is that going to chew him up? Is the anxiety going to be too much to, to overcome that? He comes back. The play he made on and blowing up that wide receiver screen uh, to his side of the field was it was just a show of of tenacity and 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 aggressiveness that you're going to want your corners to play with. I have no worries that this dude is eventually going to be a legitimate stable starter for you. I think he's got a very legitimate chance to be a second contract starter for you. And what I've seen through the spring was backed up by what we saw on Saturday against the Titans. So that was a really really cool thing to watch happen uh, with the stage a little bit bigger. It was a good day for Ryan Pohl's draft picks on both sides of the ball, except for maybe one guy. Valus Jones did not do well. He muffed a punt again. He did not read it correctly. And, Dan, I wonder, what is his future and, and how 
much of even asking that question, do you feel like is an overreaction or is it an NFL reality? If you come back and you make the same mistake in your second season that limited you in your rookie year, is that a sign that you just aren't going to be able to grasp this literally and figuratively as a bear? Bears had two close losses last year to the commanders and giants that had at least one of Valus Jones fingerprints on them because of the punts that he couldn't handle in those games. And so if you have a problem area that you experienced a year ago and then worked all off season on and spent all your time trying to improve, trying to improve, trying to improve. And the first time you get back out in game action, you fumble another punt. It's not really good. And this is a problem because last week we heard a, a, a ton of glowing praise from Richard Hightower about how hard Valus Jones had worked, how there was a whole group, a whole village in Richard Hightower's words that were working with Valus on, on learning how to judge punts while they're in the air, off the punter's foot, how to catch them. And then two consecutive punts on an August day at Soldier Field, mind you, not November, not December at Soldier Field, August day, you misjudge two, you let them bounce, you try to feel, you feel the first one you feel cleanly and, and take it seven you feel the second one you get blown up and and you fumble it's awful i mean Bayless jones brought almost nothing to the offense a year ago he's way down the pecking order uh in the receiver depth chart right now on offense and so you better be able to bring something in special teams richard hightower told us last week that he wanted to see a touchdown to believe in Bayless jones and someone said well that's interesting i i thought you would first say ball security so well you better have the ball in your hands first before you try to make a big play with it Failed that test on Saturday against the Titans, right? And you just – I don't know if you're Ryan Poles how you can continue to just expose that, you know, in a way that that's going to leave your entire football team vulnerable. You're you're better off getting somebody back there less explosive, more reliable. Maybe that's Dante that. Pettis. Maybe that's, that's Tyler Scott. I don't – he had a fumble on Saturday, so that wasn't exactly – something that filled the coaching staff with confidence. But I do think they have to go to plan B or C because Velas Jones's plan A seems unworkable.